0: You know, I've lost track of how many times I've seen a post on maybe Reddit or some of the other writing forums or boards where a new writer asks for feedback on a character that they're really excited about. That's like every day, right? It's usually just a description and maybe some proclivities for lovers or enemies. Um, perhaps a little bit about the plot. But is that character good enough? Hi everybody, I'm TJ, and dude, there's absolutely no way I can answer the question based on just that paragraph, even if it goes on for three more pages. The answer depends on the context of the situation and how well you write their response to the situation. What I mean by that is that readers, who are the ultimate judges, need more context than the outside of the book. So yes, that character is perfect. Keep writing. If you need to change it later, it's called Editing, Revision, and Rewriting, Your Three New Favorite Friends. Welcome to another bite-sized episode. This is episode two, and I'm going to talk about characters. There's no way I can cover all of what should be discussed around characters in a single episode, so I'm sure we'll revisit characters many times. Okay, so uh, mm, hang on here. I'm going to spin the meme wheel, and let's experiment here for a few minutes. Aha. I see a female half-orc. If you don't know what an orc is, maybe think about a Klingon, a Wookiee, a Ferengi, a Troll, some kind of humanoid that doesn't seem pretty to most humans. She's maybe about uh, five foot five, meter and a half. She has an unfortunate an oddly greenish skin tone with uh, scaly skin, black hair, and a face only her mother could love, but maybe did not, come to think of it. And uh, some of her teeth are tusks. Furthermore, she's wearing a pink ballerina tight and a tutu. She's in a large open area, where several walking corridors come together not far from the landing pads and arrival facility of Waypoint Station 7, which orbits Uranus, and is mining gases such as methane. She probably seems too bony, solid, and heavy for a ballerina, large hands and feet, probably, right? She likes fiery drinks, meaty meals, and male humans with lots of cash she is completely afraid of spiders because how do spiders get on a space station they must be tough and and there is a small dagger in her tutu charming Is, uh, is that a good enough character? Well, every one of you listening is going to have an opinion, and all of them are correct. What I also did not tell you, as far as context, is that this character is advertising a musical comedy, and she's the star of the show. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Then why does she carry a dagger? Well, maybe it's a prop. Maybe hanging around methane miners is hazardous? I would think so. Does she have any regular street clothes? Dude, she's in a musical comedy theater troupe. She can wear whatever she wants, and today it's a damn pink tutu, okay? And by dude, I mean everybody. What's going to tell me if she's a good enough character is how she's going to deal with spiders at the critical point in the plot. What? Or well, why else do I need to know that she is afraid of spiders? Oh, snap. Okay. Got it. And then I want to know if she loses the dagger or uses the dagger, sells the dagger, Why tell me about a dagger if she's not going to use it or lose it or it's meaningful in some way? It's just a waste of effort to try to describe that. But we still don't know everything about what motivated her to be on this space station. Is she just here to make money with the troop? Is she interested in mining? Is she trying to find that son of a bitch that stole her favorite boots back on Mars? You know, I wouldn't put it past her to go there. A good character needs to fit into the crossroads of of setting, plot, motivation, and movement. So how does a writer make better characters? Practice, just like the rest of the craft. Because we've learned that writing rule number one is that writing is not a spectator sport. We all need our practice. So let's put something into practical perspective here. And I think this falls under the category of journaling for fiction writers. Stephen King was kind enough to tell us that, in his opinion, a journal is the best place to keep all your worst ideas. That's fine for his approach. But most of the rest of us need practice. And where can you practice writing characters? Well, you can go anywhere there are people. If I'm stuck, I often go to the uh, food court at the mall, and it's not for the pizza or the Asian food. Well, maybe it is a little bit. Or a bus stop or a busy restaurant, uh, places of worship, municipal buildings. Any place I'm going to find people, at least before the pandemic, oh well, Um, wherever you find yourself, pick somebody out of the crowd and start writing their backstory. I use a journal size that is about 5 by 8 inches, or like an iPad mini, extremely portable and discreet. But how? How? Well, I take enough notice of a person to have a general impression, and then I only glance back once or twice. That's one of my rules for myself. Uh, You don't want to be a creeper. Staring does not provide you with inspiration. Don't introduce yourself and interrogate the person, unless you're trying to introduce yourself anyway, you know what I mean? Um... I went dumpster diving all the way back to 2003 for uh, this example. I'm going to read back to you. It doesn't go on forever. It's just a minute or so here. Female, white, maybe 40, with child. A boy, also white, maybe 8 to 10 years old. She looks tired but happy. Clothes are very comfy but don't match each other really. Finishing up what looks like a banana split for two. The kid looks nothing like his mom. Or should that be mom in quotes? And the jeans are crisp to new. Gotta wash those, kid. I can't see footwear from here, and the black t-shirt is probably a rock band. Can't quite read the front. What's in mom's handbag? Oh, that's my favorite game. It's on the floor, a slouching bag of purplish uh, something fabric. What's in Mom's handbag? Well, it's big enough for a set of workout gear, including shoes. I'd say it's maybe three two-liter bottles capacity. Easily could hide a boa constrictor. If it's workout clothes, maybe she's a martial arts instructor and she'd kick my ass so hard I'd wake up in the potted plants. Uh, She and the kid are laughing now. Ah, and what does he have in his backpack? Seems heavy for the two books I saw him put in. Is he a sympathy lure so that she can rip off unsuspecting dudes? Or, mm, let's see, what's the reverse? Is mom the target of an investigation the kid is fronting for, for the cops? Um, Neither of those seem likely. What if she's not his real mom? What if she's a kidnapper? And the kid really belongs. Laughter leaving Bonnie and little Clyde on their way down the corridor, headed toward the bank. Maybe. Those bags were easily big enough for some guns. And so I continue to brainstorm some possibilities. Don't get hung up on the cover of the book or in this case, the outside of the person, early on. Unless it's really necessary. In your story, you might write 40,000 words before you need to know if she's blonde or brunette. The question may not even come up at all. I'm looking for idiosyncrasies, habits, patterns, dialect. And then at some point, I find myself off the deep end in the pool of possibilities asking questions of myself, that I have no idea of the answer, and thereby I create the backstory. Yeah, I, I really know how to party on a rainy Saturday afternoon at the bookstore, I gotta tell you. But this way, even even the most mundane, suburban, boring person can be a sack full of mysteries, and you can pull some of those ideas out on another day and use them on a real writing project that you're working on. Be curious, ask yourself questions, and where an answer is not available, just provide your own. This Bonnie and Clyde in real life probably just had a great time at the movies. I have no doubt they walked past the bank, but, well, I mean, nothing was on the news that evening, so I guess. There you have it. Curiosity and asking what if. Write the backstories of people you've never met and have only glimpsed briefly. Now, rule one of writing is that writing is not a spectator sport. Rule one of journaling is never skip a person to describe just because you're completely unfamiliar with them in some way. Be random. If you start on a person and get nothing to say, don't drop them for the sexier people behind them. There's always sexier people behind them. The brain is like a muscle that needs to stretch and flex. Challenge yourself to do backstories for people that seem difficult at first glance. You'll find that if your creativity is sufficient, you can write a story about anybody Or at least you can rough out a better character description than a single paragraph. I've not kept most of my journals. I keep a little bit of that stuff around to remind me that you never really know what's going on in somebody else's head, and you never really know what's in mom's handbag, do you? Well, you may know what was in your mom's handbag, maybe, but in that mom's handbag, maybe a drone controller and a drone with a Roman candle on it, ready for launch. Ooh, that sounds like fun. What? A frickin' writing assignment from a frickin' podcast? Don't hush my mellow, man. Uh, uh, Hold on. Remember our first rule? Writing's not a spectator sport, though, right? Okay. That ballerina character from earlier... Let's call her Bunny. She's pretty random, and therein lies your writing prompt. Wait, what? Is this science fiction or high fantasy? Doesn't matter. Write the scene. Write your scene. Did somebody steal her street clothes? I don't know. You figure it out. It's your story now. Is she looking for somebody? How long before her next performance? Uh, where, Where does she even find spiders on a space station? And how does she handle it? These are questions I have about Bunny and her predicament, whatever it is that you're cooking up for her. Listen, between you and me, I don't think she even knows the dagger in the tutu, is even there. I mean, it's pretty small. But now, how big of a security risk is it running around a space station with a small knife? That's a consideration. Or a tutu, for that matter. Wouldn't there be, like, drones, cameras, guards, automated knife killers? I don't know. Shouldn't she be, I don't know, running or something? Is Bunny her stage name, or is that what her mother really called her? Probably before the Tusks grew in. Or is this her cover for a covert military operation? I like that one. I don't care. Uh, You take Bunny and you put her in a ball gown in the 1880s in Philadelphia, or you can chain her up in a slave house on Mars. Uh, She might like that, though. But write something. How many words? Good question. But I never answer it. Why? Because you're writing at least a scene. Not just words to fill up space. Because creative writing is a skill you need to work on. We all do. Because the answer puts a limit on your effort. How about stopping when you finish the scene? And I think you might surprise yourself. Next time, a visit to the Casbah. Hashtag go right now. I'm TJ Ponce, at TJ on Twitter, patreon.com slash My homepage is TJPonce.com. Keep writing, scribblers. I'll talk at you next time.